0: What's up, guys? This is Elijah and Ben with the Adaptive Citizens podcast. We are going to do a Q&A today. This is going to be a different series from the long ones of us uh, either rambling or going on specific subjects. So on our Instagram, at Adaptive Citizens, is it at Adaptive Citizens? What is it? <laughs> it's at Adaptive Citizens. Um, that's our Instagram, and you guys can ask us questions there, or you can email us at adaptivecitizens@gmail.com at uh, to ask whatever questions regarding whatever you want answered, uh, whether it's fatherhood, uh, firearms-related, community-related, business-related, kind of just anything from our perspective. If you want to hear us talk about it, then just ask. Um, but this last week, I have completely just closed out of them and lost them. There we go. Um, we have questions. Yeah, we got questions and we're gonna answer those today. So,
1: and hold on a second. This yeah. is from our new and improved room. Yes, this we is had paint and soundproofing and table, table
0: and new mic stands. Thanks it's to nice. Ben, got he got the mic stands and th- brought the beautiful pictures. Um, yeah, so when we get a video going up, this will be it'll be more appropriate. Yeah, it doesn't look like we're in a padded room where we're fucking crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, so we got some green walls and some gray walls and we got the the. Blackish gray soundproofing stuff. It's not soundproofing. It's like acoustic improving. Sure. There's a difference. I learned that through this process. There's a difference between soundproofing and like acoustic uh, enhancing. So this oh. is supposed to prevent sound bouncing off of like hard surfaces.
1: Yeah, that's why it's uh, rigid so that it's not completely bouncing. It bounces itself off into the foam. Right. So we
0: actually sound really good. Yeah. Um so let me pull this away from my face because I feel like I'm still louder than Ben. (laughs) That was one of our issues on the last podcast. All right. So question number one. Uh interested in hearing some of the future goals and visions you have for operational industry. So I guess that one is directed towards me. There are some (laughs) (laughs) there are some that are directed towards me, and then there's just kind of some generalized question. Uh, that we can both elaborate on, but I guess for operational industries. So um, <clears throat> man, there's so many things that I want to do because for the, I mean, I even talked to a uh, photographer the other day on the phone. Um, he wants to do some work with us and like a local guy. He's out in Texas. Um, but he was asking me just kind of about the business. And <clears throat> he was like, man, I feel like I'm in a podcast right now. Like all the <laughs> shit I was telling, I was like, I'm actually in a podcast room. But anyways, I, I kind of went on this tangent, and every single time I talk about it, um, it reminds me just kind of where I was in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And so we haven't even been in business for two years. Um, I have obviously goals that I want to meet, but but there's a lot of moving parts within this business. You know, like we obviously have the merchandise and the production side of things. Um, But then there's the training and the content creation side of things. And... Mm -hmm. Which are both completely separated, but at the same time, they kind of come hand in hand.
1: Yeah, but they also have their own uh, stressors. Right,
0: yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that come to it. Like, I can't hold a camera and do a lot of the things that I do. And for, like, production quality, you can't do everything on a GoPro, right? So.
1: I mean, there's people who have YouTube channels based on it, but... Yeah, but that's not...
0: Like if you look at our content and then if we just switched to just going to GoPro stuff, it wouldn't, it wouldn't flow. It wouldn't flow at all. It doesn't make any sense. So uh, one of the things that I personally want to do within the business is um, invest in myself more. So, and what I mean by that is uh, one of my goals this year was to take more training from people within the industry and not within the industry, just different classes like USPSA stuff. Um, If I can, take classes from people like t-rex arms or something lucas t-rex arms i'm gonna do it like i i don't care who it is i want everyone's perspective and in order for me to help the people that come to me asking questions i need to either be able to answer them with the experience that i have doing these things Mm -hmm. um or i need to have people that i can refer them to and so that's generally how i do it now but the the more i expand my knowledge within the shooting realm of things or whatever type of preparedness you're speaking about, um, the the better off our supporters will be because I share that information all the time.
1: So you mentioned um, training that's not in the industry. What's an example of that?
0: Did I say that? Did I say not in the industry? So um, like training with people that aren't like big in the industry. I think that's what Uh, I meant by that. So like you have people like Lucas and then you have guys like, combatant training group who we're doing a class with the next weekend yeah not i'm not saying he's not known but to the level of lucas nobody knows who he is yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. and it's the same yeah. thing with us
0: like yeah. you're like oh t-rex arms and we're like oh yeah, yeah 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 i know what that is and they're like oh operational industries and they're like i might have heard of them sounds familiar you know, that's yeah. what i'm saying like yeah. so uh,
1: i or think kind of like even locally there's a combat absolute and it sounds like a lot of people like his classes and everything i've heard good things about it but like you're saying he's not as big. He's not like a trainer and influencer and a huge media conglomerate. He's just, you know, a guy that probably has some really good classes. Well, and it's,
0: and that's one thing that I I don't take lightly is the fact that we have almost with all of our social media accounts and email and all that stuff combined, almost a hundred thousand subscribers or followers or whatever. And, they look to us for information. And that's one of our things is we wanna share information that's not often shared with the civilian community. <clears throat> so if, I, if I'm gonna do that, I need to make sure that I'm investing myself, continuously investing myself to be able to offer more, give more accurate information um, that's not just theory, but actual experience. Um, but that's just one side of it. Like that's within the training realm of it, that's what I wanna do mm-hmm. within the business is continue to invest in myself, which would in turn help other people um, apart from that, streamlining the production process, making it a lot easier, getting a few uh, employees for the production side for shipping, packaging, um, the printing side of things. As we expand, um, the printing process we have isn't good for high volume, which we've increased volume. So it's like, I need to change it up. I got to buy new equipment and learn that equipment, and then I have to train people to learn how to use that equipment. and that's a whole nother side of it that people don't hear about or talk about because it's not the pretty side. And usually when I'm here, I can't just be on my phone showing people everything yeah. because I'm head down. You know what yeah, I mean? And I'm, that's, I'm working.
1: And, and I mean, obviously I know with the same thing when I'm building, it's you're so like focused on like, I need to get this order out mm-hmm. because I want people to be happy and you know have their stuff. But then you get it done. You're like, oh, I should have taken a video. Right. I should have taken like five, ten seconds, take a really quick yeah. thing, saved it for later or whatever.
0: But and we did that. Like I took like, I think it was three quarters of our designs. I took like a little ten second clip of. Yeah. Like a month ago, a little over a month ago, and then I kind of compiled them all together and put it on TikTok, and it went fucking viral, which just produced more work. Which is good. It's great. Yeah, but it's like, I wait. I haven't done that ever for almost a year and a half with our business with any of our designs. I've never done a video like that. It's always been gun related, you know, preparedness related. But that's good. Or like it up. Yeah. But <clears throat> but it's anyways. So that's the production side of it, and the training and stuff like that. The other side of it is the community um, building side of it. So that's like our free range days, the classes that we offer that aren't really taught none of them are taught by me. Yeah. So we host them. We host educators within the industry, whether they're big or small, just if you're not a douchebag, we'll probably host you um, and actually have good information. Anyways, with that side of it, I want to be able to offer more. So right now, because administratively, it's just me and the wife, we are limited to doing one class a month. So we have, which, by the way, for those of you that are just now hearing about all this, um, the wife and I will be putting our yearly schedule up. And just offering all the classes all at once rather than just every quarter.
1: Well, and it's good because people can plan better. They yeah. can say like, oh, hey, they have a class coming up this day. I can put time off. Or yeah. I think that's, that's smart.
0: And, and it's it's all pretty basic stuff. But the way that the classes that I've chosen for us to offer with the people we've chosen to offer it with um, are things that I, I notice uh, the civilian realm of the gun community are lacking. So it's not just basic pistol and rifle classes, which is fun and it's cool. You get to do bang, bang stuff. Yeah. Um, but I highly suggest, if you haven't, looking at the other classes we offer, which would be Intro to Communications, Stop the Bleed. Um, th- those, are, those are very important things that people don't know, specifically medical and comms. Like I would think that that's way more important, which I do now, more important than
1: shooting. Well, and it's cheaper to get into. It is right I mean, now. It's, it, if you were just a class, we'll just round it to a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And then if you get a good IPAC, is what maybe two hundred dollars for the pouch, the contents, everything you need. Right. Right. So you're with education and everything, three hundred bucks. Three hundred bucks. You can't buy a good gun for that amount. No, you can't. And that will save someone's life versus you may never use your gun. Right. But you could save someone's life. And knowledge doesn't weigh anything. You can take that shit everywhere. Exactly. It's the only thing they can't take does. away from you.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So I want to offer more classes more frequently, uh, different subjects. Like we want to introduce navigation. That's something I've been talking to a couple guys out in the Pacific Northwest um, that specialize within that realm, and they do it for a living within uh, search and rescue or ex-military or current military, whatever it is. But... There's guys that that are eager to teach this stuff and also at an affordable price. Like, there's a lot of people that come to me with what they charge people, and then I tell them what I charge people. So, <laughs> like, it's it's kind of funny how it works that way, but a lot of the people, that's one of the benefits we get with working with people that aren't very big is because they don't have this chip on their shoulder, they need more exposure, they need to be seen by people so they can be introduced to the industry. Um, and, and that's kind of the, the trade-off is, I will organize this entire thing, I will, Collect the money for the class. Um, I will tell people who you are, give them all the information, they come and take the class and you start to grow after that. We'll have content and all sorts of things that'll help boost you, whatever it takes. Um, as long as the information that we that you are giving is valuable to us, then there's no reason why it wouldn't be valuable to the people that we're advertising it to. Yeah. Right, so, <clears throat> um, it's like I said, there's a trade-off. Like, yes, you don't make as much money um, and this isn't always going to be the case. There's always going to be, you know, there's room for discussion. It just really depends on what we're doing.
1: Yeah, you just want to have like an average, easy entry price. Right.
0: And so right now, like we've said in the last podcast, it's 75 bucks a class for this quarter, um, which the next class coming up after this Saturday um, is going to be Stop the Bleed in May. So then after that, we're going to have our two-year anniversary, which is going to be out at Parma Gun Club. Um, this time. So we're going to have, like, actual bays and stuff. Um, but anyways, so that's that's the other thing. Offering more when it comes to classes. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's see a question that you can start with because I feel like I'm talking too much. Tips for shooting larger pistols and you got little baby hands.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So I, I do... I handle a lot of, of pistols obviously you know with people dropping off stuff mm-hmm. um my biggest thing would be one if if <laughs> if you're starting out the big gun and it's say someone else's well you're already SOL if you have the choice get something that fits your hand but then there's a lot of firearms like SIG uh Glock Smith and Wesson um that have different palm swells that you can get that are different sizes mm-hmm. so that they can fit your hand. Um, cause like right now I'm doing a holster for a full size desert Eagle and it's got a ho grip on it and it is just massive. But out of just curiosity, they do have different sizes you can put on. So I w- that's something I would look into <clears throat> is like aftermarket or if the thing you're buying can have, um, different adjustability. But if you have the opportunity before you invest your money in a gun that doesn't fit your hand, get one that fits your hand.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If it's a gun that you're carrying, um, for like, I mean, here, here's my thing. Here's my kind of, (laughs) this is a lot longer than I (laughs) wanted to see. I'm sorry. Um, if you have a gun, Mm -hmm. every single one of those guns has a purpose. Those purpose, That yeah. purpose of that gun is to defend you, your family, or your, your community. Yep. So if you're buying guns for fun, um, there's a distinction between being pro-gun and pro-2A. First off, <laughs> I wanted to just throw that out there. Yeah. But buying a gun that doesn't work for you makes absolutely no sense. No. So if there are things that you can get and you bought it with that in mind, then that makes sense. Yeah. But if you bought it and didn't know that and but knew that it didn't work before you bought it that doesn't make sense i no, wouldn't do that
1: it's almost like going to the junkyard and getting a motor knowing that it's blown taking it home taking it apart going oh no it's blown like we, you knew that when you bought it right it's, yeah no, so I, avoid that yeah and i think what elijah is saying is get make sure that you have like for me i've been going towards sig now. um i have a, a p365 xl mm-hmm. i love the size of it fits good in my hand and its only job is I carry it. That's right. it. Yeah. And I'm probably gonna get a 320 for my range or whatever gun. But I think, I think you should have your. These are my guns. These are an extension of my body, and I can take apart, shoot them, do check malfunctions, anything with my eyes closed, dark, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you can have fun. You know, the funsies guns because you know it's nice to have s- stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think you're right. You should always have. Your set that's like, this is my go-to. Like uh, Taylor, our buddy, mm-hmm. he only cares like a Glock 17. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what he conceal carries, conceal Uses it
0: on the range, range. But he has he has two different Glock 17s. So he has a Glock 17 with iron sights for conceal carry. Yeah. Or does it have an RMR?
1: I think the last time I saw, it, I think it has an RMR. Because
0: his his like range gun has an SRO.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, at least it's fucking dogs.
0: ridiculous to conceal yeah, carry. It's yeah. huge. I've, I concealed carried a Glock 17 with iron sights and a TLR HL. And that was just my nuts said no. <laughs> so, I was like, I'm going to try the Glock 19. And I it was know perfect. How people do it. I don't, well, I mean, if you're skinnier, I get it. Like, if you're like super tiny and like long, it makes sense. But, I mean, maybe it makes sense. Or you just don't have any.
1: Yeah. Nuts. I don't know. Well, like uh some people are down with it though. Like well, even Tut. Yeah, I was just gonna say he's got what a P a P ten C. Yeah. With a comp that's longer than a full size. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have some optic, and he's yeah. got an X three hundred. Yeah. Like that's a whole lot. But he just
0: and, like does it. You know, he doesn't even matter. I mean, oh, he drives God. a Jeep, so maybe he likes it. Yeah. <laughs> he likes it tickling <laughs> him. Uh,
1: <laughs> so yeah, just get the right tool for the right job. Yeah.
0: I guess, so this will lead us into the next uh, question. Does size matter? Yes. Size matters.
1: I mean, it depends on the context. Oh, context always (laughs) matters.
0: But, I mean, a broad question, like a very vague question is going to get a vague response.
1: And I'm going to go off of what Taylor, when we had our little class. Yeah. um, He showed us, was FBI statistics that was showing... The average round count, it didn't matter what size caliber, Mm -hmm. was six rounds to eliminate a target. Mm -hmm. And it didn't matter what caliber it was. No. And and his thing that he was saying is that the velocity of pistols are not fast enough to create a permanent cavity wound to really do any damage that a rifle can. So, to me, size matters, but not in the way you would think. I think size matters where 9 is kind of your happy medium. There's the technologies out there. No, dude, it's
0: 40. It's 40, bro, Smith & Wesson.
1: I, you know what's funny? I did carry our, <laughs> my gun, my Smith & Wesson MP was a 40, uh-huh. and I converted it over to 9. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like I got more rounds. Yeah. Like Okay, yeah. so here's a perfect example. My P365 that I carry uh, with the flush mag was 12 plus 1. Right. And then I got the Mag Guts. And now I have a plus two, so now it's fourteen plus one. Yeah. If the average round count to eliminate a target is at least six, with my current setup, right. I can eliminate two people. Yeah. That's a lot better than if you're carrying your nineteen eleven, you got eight rounds, and boy George, I hope those things all hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Fud, Fred the Fud. Yeah, I don't. I, I argue with that a lot. Of, a lot of the times. Uh, The 1911 guys, I give a lot of shit just because, you know, who was it? I was talking to someone the other day where they were like, oh, my 1911 carries 10 rounds, or it's like 9 plus 1. I think it was my neighbor. And I was just like, bro,
1: stop. You and your Serpa holster. (laughs) I love you, but stop. Uh, I mean, it's – I don't know. Like, I guess I'm more – like, I do like a lot of – I mean, you know, I like a lot of different firearms for different reasons. Well, yeah. When it comes down to a practicality – it's all by round count.
0: Yeah, and so for me, uh, because Ben's talked about what he carries, I, I just carry a Glock 19 with uh, standard iron sights on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have the OEM mag in it, plus one, and then I carry a 17, a Glock 17 magazine as well. Both OEM, they're no aftermarket nothing or anything like that. So I have 15 plus one plus 17. That's what I carry. It that's, just,
1: But that's still, I mean if the average round count is six people or yeah. six rounds per person, that's four people. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it's a morbid way to look at it, but it's, it's realistic of, you know, people are like, oh, well, well, people always assume there's just one bad guy in
0: every situation. Oh, which there's is funny. never, there's I, always at least two. I've had some really, this, this opens up a whole lot of different conversations. So we'll try and keep it short, but we'll, we'll get into it in the next <laughs> podcast. Uh, I have some stuff I want to talk about, um, in regards to like people and training and the practicality of things. Um, so t- 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 more on Eli's addiction, if that was the, okay, sorry, I'm trying really to, I, yeah, more on Eli's addiction, if that's the right word and how you started it and how you overcame it. So yeah, I don't even know if I would call it an addiction. I, I know that I referred to it as an addiction in the last podcast. Um, so for me, I have only done two drugs And I smoked weed from nine years old till I dabbled with it till about 23 years old. 20, sorry, 25. Um, I'm 28 now. But I, that was one drug. I didn't talk about the second drug. The second drug was cocaine. So um, that was a very short lived thing. But it did take over a lot of my life. It changed everything for the better, actually. Because of it, my life became better. Um,
1: Okay, you should elaborate on that. I I
0: know. Yeah, Coke's (laughs) great. No. I got so much done. I was so fast. (laughs) No, um, so because of the bad decision I made in doing these drugs, um, it it made me a better person because I finally hit rock bottom. Okay. I I lost everything. So um, the drugs, I was in the uh, automotive industry. So I was around a lot of shitbags. Not saying everyone within that industry is a shitbag, but it breeds mm. a weird kind of circle. Yeah, there's a lot of good guys, but... A lot of good guys, and what, I'm still in contact with a lot of them.
1: But the circle you're talking about, kind of the the quote-unquote street racer import dudes, there's oh, yeah. a lot of... Yeah,
0: there's a lot of that. So yeah. that's who I was around. Um, there was just a one-time thing where a guy that I looked up to that worked at this race speed shop was like, hey, you guys want to come over and party? Came over name and party. No, I am not gonna say his name because I fucking love. Like I love yeah, yeah. that guy. Just before so all of that. Oh, dude. Yeah, he's like family. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but so they they invited me over to this party, and you know there was some girls, and I was in that. I was nineteen, I believe, is is when this happened. It was nineteen to twenty one is when I was dabbling with these things, mm-hmm. and. Of course, I'm looking up to these guys that are, like, 32, 33, whatever kind of oh my God. area. And so – because I didn't really have any friends. Yeah, yeah, um, I was trying to make friends, and so they invited me over to this party, and things got wild. It always starts with alcohol. And then, you know, the homie that's got the super dope car that works at the speed shop shows up, and he's like, hey, guys, you know, like, let's rack them up. And I didn't know what that meant. And so all the dudes go to the bathroom – away from the girls, and I was like, what are you guys, like, why am I being left with these chicks, like, what are you guys doing, and one of them was like, oh, you know, I didn't know if you were into this, like, I didn't want to, like, make you feel uncomfortable, like, but, like, this stuff's super clean, you know, like, I wouldn't give you anything (laughs) that wouldn't hurt you, and I'm over here like, oh, yeah, dude, no, I'll fucking do it, you know, just some dumb kid, like, I had no idea what this stuff was, like, it's just coke, it's, it's, there's nothing else in it, like, it's just coke, and I was like, whatever, you know, like,
1: like you're going to know
0: yeah. Like I, everyone took dare when I was a kid and they were like, yeah. don't do drugs. But I didn't know, I didn't know anything. So <laughs> I, I did it. And then, so like I, they, there was a, there was like science behind it. They're like, do half of the line in this nostril and half of the line in this nostril. <laughs> it won't hurt as bad. <laughs> oh, so stupid. And so I did that for about six to eight months on and off. Mm. Um, that's when it started. So it wasn't like every day, um, but it got to the point to where we were doing it at work. It got to the point to where we were doing it before work, during work, and then went to party right after work. Through that time, um, I became very aggressive. I I started to, I lost my job. Um, I started to, I was living with my mom at the time. I was, I think of this when I was like, 1921 i was living with my mom i kept going back and forth so i'd like move out and then i'd come back because i messed up or whatever and uh <clears throat> and then her boyfriend evicted me my mom's boyfriend evicted me he gave me like walked up to me he's such a little bitch did he give you had, papers he gave me papers oh yeah was like you have 30 days to leave and i was like you are such a coward like he didn't even say anything to me he just <laughs> handed it to me and like smirked i'm like fuck you i still hate that guy anyways i had it coming i got evicted um, so I went and stayed with these guys for like a week, and it was just so bad. It was just a bad, bad time. So I ended up doing another dumb thing and communicating with an ex-girlfriend that was extremely toxic, and uh, which I hate that word. I hate that word, but it's it's. I don't know what other word to give it. Just a fucking horrible human
1: being. She was no. <laughs> she was uh, she was not bueno.
0: No, not no bueno. So <laughs> being all sad and down, of course, I ran back to what I knew best, and it was this chick. And so, before I went to go see her, I got more, um, more drugs from that guy. No, oh, no. And so, she was like, "Yeah, there's this party tonight," and I was like, "Okay, well, like, I fucking hate parties, but do a couple bumps to this, and I don't give a fuck." You know, that was kind of my attitude. <laughs> and so, we go to this party, and before we went to the party, actually, we were in a room, and so like we did a couple, a couple bumps of it. it wasn't even like a line; we'd like a bump. And she was like, whoa, that like hurt. That hurt my nose. That's not like normal Coke. And I was like, ah, whatever. You know, I didn't really think anything about it because I've been doing it for six months or whatever. And um, we get to that party. And so there's like people doing the same shit. Like there's people doing Coke. There's like, and this is, it was a weird location. Like it was like some some chick's house and her parents Mm -hmm. were out of town. But her dad was like this like huge semi-truck like company, and so like their backyard was where they kept all the semis parked and stuff. So it was like there was barbed wire everywhere, and there was like there was cops coming, and there was fist fights, and it was just like I felt so like uncomfortable the whole time.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, um, she disappeared. I don't know anybody. She disappeared at some point. No idea where she went. And this guy walked up to me. Um, Uh, because I was alone in this corner doing key bumps of cocaine. And he's like, hey, man, can I have some? And I was like, sure, dude, like trying to make a friend.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We could be coke friends. Yeah,
0: we could be druggies together. Um, (laughs) And so I gave him a couple bumps of it, and then we left, uh, like separate ways. Mm. And then, like, 20 minutes later, this group of dudes approaches me, and I just saw from their demeanor, like, this is about to be really bad. So apparently it was the guy's older brother and all of his homies. And they're like, what the fuck did you just give my little brother? And I'm like, "Ah, oh, what are you talking about? Oh, no. And they're like, you gave my brother something that is not what you were supposed to give him. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, I've done coke before. Show me what you gave him. And I showed him. And so he schooled me real quick. So he takes out the bag and he pours it in his hand and spreads it around. And he's like, "Do you see, do you see that? And I'm like, no, I don't. He's like, see those rocks right there? I was like, no. And he's like, look closer. And I was like, okay, yeah, I see how yeah, there's, like, some bigger stuff. He's like, that's meth. <laughs> 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 and I just looked at him. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I it just was... did meth. Like, it was any better than cocaine. But I look, I thought it was worse, right? Oh, like, you're looking down on other I'm... drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, I felt, like, you're I felt the... so horrible. Yeah. And this was on the back end of everything. and I, I... And the guy was like, I'm going to fucking kill you. And... I, I don't know what happened, but like 30 cops just fucking bust down the door and I ditched it and ran, jumped the fence and left. Uh, and that was like the end of it. I left her there. I don't know where the fuck she went. I left her there. She didn't even come back to like two hours later, but that was a whole nother story. Um, but that was the last time I ever put anything in my nose.
1: So kind of... uh... That
0: that was, it was like an awakening. It was, yeah. I was losing everything, go back to this horrible situation, put myself in another horrible situation just to find out that what I was given wasn't what I thought it was given. Like I I had, that was my main reason for being upset initially was like, oh my God, this isn't what I paid for. And then it was like, (laughs) that's the mind of somebody that's on drugs though. It's like, it's not, it's not, oh my God, I could have just ruined this guy's fucking life. Or I just gave somebody drugs not knowing their past or who they are or like, it was all bad. It was all bad. So that was kind of when I was like, I'm fucking done. So I became a hermit and disappeared for like three months and nobody saw me. Nobody heard from me. And all those dudes from that car scene, I never talked to again, never. And even a few of them started like messing with chicks that I was dating in the past too. So I was just like, you're all a piece of shit. So... That was kind of it. it there was no 12-step program. There was I cut, it, I cut everything cold turkey. Yeah, I was like, who the fuck am I? It was like, "What? I'm a kid. I'm 19 years, 21 years old. I was 21 because I was able to buy alcohol. So I was 21 years old.
1: And I was like, I'm fucking up so bad right now. So, okay. So the question was, you know, the addictions. So I'm, I'm assuming they're probably more interested in that. Um, I'm curious of okay, so if you were around weed and not, I'm really kind of like it, weed's not as as bad as is the media has portrayed in the last no, I, years. yeah, I don't but think it's
0: bad if it, there's like moderation to it or a purpose yeah, for it.
1: And, I, and the only thing I w- I try to stress is that there's a lot of um, science that your brain doesn't stop developing until you're 23. Mm-hmm. So I, I try to tell people like, hey man, it's not bad, just just wait until yeah. your brain's done. But so you did it for a number of years.
0: Yeah. Um I did it when I was I started smoking weed when I was nine years old and cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. Uh
1: so don't blame that, it on my
0: parents. It was me. I was a
1: rebel. I was a bad kid. I, it is what it is. It's your past, it's not who you are now. Yeah. Um so what made you decide like, okay, I'm done. I'm done with this. Because you said cause you, with, you have an weed. end day of, of weed, yeah.
0: Yeah, so when I, when I uh, first met my wife, um, I was kind of – I just left a bad relationship. This was after all of this. Mm-hmm. I just left a bad relationship. Um, I felt like I could do whatever I wanted again. Yeah. And so I started smoking again, but I got into, like, the concentrates. And it really turned weed into, like, a drug for me again. So I became – I was making an excuse as to why I was dependent on it almost. Um, And I do naturally have like an addictive personality. So if there's something that I enjoy doing or like doing, I'm not going to stop doing it.
1: It's hard to pace yourself.
0: Right. And so it was like, it got to the point to where I, for anyone that is like a a weed person, you might know what I'm talking about, but I was like, it was legal because I was in Oregon. Um, But I was going through like five grams of oil concentrate, like shatter Hmm. within three days. That's $110 every three days. Just to get high,
1: Jimmy bullets you could buy, bro. You know, ah <laughs> oh,
0: man, I fucked up. So it, and it's like I'm not talking about this like I'm happy about it. Like uh, I'm so ashamed with well, the decisions that I made when I was younger.
1: Well, <clears throat> and I wish. And this is kind of like something that I talk to a lot of people when they they refer to stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like oh, I'm so ashamed. It's like well, I mean, it's good. It's good to feel that way, but it's it's a. Uh, you learn from it. You go, yeah. you know what? That was my past. That's not who I am now. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to learn to not do that again Right. and make better decisions. Yeah. So as long as you're learning from it, it doesn't matter what happened in your past because you can't change it. Right.
0: Well, and it's, it's – I think that it's given me a lot – like I've experienced a lot of weird things, a lot of cool things, and really fucked up things I mean, because of that room. span of my life. Like yeah. from nine years old – well, I'm going to say from seven years old till 23 years old. I had a lot of really fucked up things that happened within that time frame.
1: But isn't Portland's motto keep Portland weird?
0: Dude, Portland <laughs> is f- the furthest from weird. They're fucked up. Yeah. Like if dysfunctional was a fucking city, that would be Portland.
1: So, and just I'm sure other people would, will ask this. So, did you, have you did you live in Portland or the Oregon area, up until you moved to Idaho, or did you live anywhere else prior? So to I that? lived
0: on 40 miles. I'm gonna say about 40 miles west of Portland when mm-hmm. we moved. So we were in the Hillsboro area. Hills Burrito is what we called it. But yeah,
1: but that's majority of your life. You grew up in that area.
0: Yeah, just it the, the in and outside of Portland. But yeah. so like right off of 82nd and Powell, uh, Holgate. I'm I'm trying to not give, like, specific addresses, but, like, Holgate, 82nd and Powell, Gresham, um, Clackamas. Like, those areas is kind of where my area was through, like, high school. Yeah. And then, um, like, I was bouncing back. So my dad lived in Portland, and my mom lived in, like, the Beaverton, Hillsboro, Forest Grove, Cornelius area. And so, like, anywhere between Forest Grove and Gresham, I've been everywhere. So I've been to every fucking school out there. Every single school except Century High School.
1: Was it 2018, 19s is when you moved to Idaho?
0: 2019 is when I moved 19. to Idaho. It was the best fucking thing I ever did apart from me and my wife. Best thing.
1: It's all a close second.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, there there was a lot of like, man, I I think that a lot of the reason why I chose to change was because I hit rock bottom. But the other side of that is I was like, I am so much better than this. Like I knew that there was, I had a higher purpose and I want people to realize that, that, you know, this is a younger guy that asked this question. He's still in high school uh, because actually I've communicated with him about a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And one thing I want people to take away from this is, is you don't have to hit rock bottom to figure out that you have potential. Like if you can, if you feel like you have something now, run with it, don't, don't follow that path don't do that like and i'm not that guy that's like don't do drugs stay in school fuck school that's my opinion (laughs) but yeah you know like I, i i couldn't sit still i couldn't listen like i was that kid looking out of the window that was told he wasn't gonna be shit and it took me 25 years to figure out what i wanted to do 25 years and people are thinking that there's like some magical thing that's gonna happen, or someone's gonna hand them an envelope one day and be like, "This is what you're doing." And so, I don't know. I always thought I was gonna fucking sell weed for the rest of my life. You know, I mean, that's where I grew up. I grew up in like a shitty environment, and and I didn't even know. So like trap music and the trap, I didn't know that that was like. Okay, let me backtrack. I grew up in an area when I was like nine, 10 years old that they called the trap. Hmm. I didn't know what the fuck that meant until I was 20 years old. And I was like, holy fuck, that's what they meant by the trap. Oh my God. So it's like Section 8 housing. Yep. Everything you have is paid for by the government. Yep. You own nothing. Your rent is trash. Everything around you is trash. Your neighbors are drug dealers. There's fucking a police raid right across the street from my house. You know, there's dudes getting beat up and stabbed outside my apartment window. Like, really bad environment for children. And this is just what poverty brings. it's, It's just people are fucking angry and they hate everybody. And they're just trying to literally survive. And I lived that. As a kid, you know, with a single mom with six sisters, like, uh, my mom didn't have six kids. She has five kids. But I have six sisters and three brothers. I lived with three sisters at the time with my mom. Yeah. I was the only boy. So then that was the other problem was I got to be the man of the house. So I'm trying to fist fight these men that are trying to, like, make their way into my house without my mom's permission. Like, that, 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 that feeling of just you're not in control of anything. And completely fucking helpless and weak and vulnerable to the hands of another person everywhere. And people were like, why are you tweaking? Like, bro, I am don't trust a motherfucker.
1: <laughs> if you've been through this, the stuff that I've seen and been through, you'd feel the exact same way.
0: Yeah, and people are like, "Oh, why don't you trust the government? I don't trust half my fucking family, bro, because of the shit that I grew up in. Like, I don't know. I could go on for days about this shit. But anyways, take away from this that you don't have to be a piece of shit to figure out that you're worth a fuck.
1: It literally costs nothing to pull your head out of your ass. Nothing.
0: So avoid, avoid that. Let's move on to
1: something a little more positive. <laughs> Hopefully got something a little more positive in there.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, what's some ideas for tribes to get together and have you networked with other tribes?
1: That's good for you. Is it? Well, oh, you're I the one I feel like that... I've been talking. All right. Well, I mean, look at this way. Like, like you're really the face of this, and I'm just. Yeah. the – If you listen to Andy Frisella, I'm the DJ.
0: You make good <laughs> raps. You gotta make a rap song now, right?
1: I'm the I'm the I'm the commentary though. 100%. Yep, 100%. Uh,
0: either. <laughs> I, I, it's I, funny because it's true. Well, this question is kind of for me because we do the find your exactly. That's what i was saying. Like it's good so. for you
1: because I'm not a. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a very much of a lone wolf. And... But
0: this is something that does involve you because we've created our own local contingency group. So without getting too detailed yeah, and, and, and getting into the nitty-gritty of what we do and how we do it, I can give you some pointers on things that we've learned through the process yeah. um, that I think would is invaluable regardless of what your purpose is. right? So if you're trying to get a group of guys together, don't let it be just about shooting, period. Let's start there. Yeah. A lot of the guys that come together within this industry is they have the idea of I'm going to get this group of guys together and we're all going to go shoot every weekend. Wrong. Don't do that.
1: No, you need to have a purpose. You need to have a, a reason.
0: <clears throat> well, and and in order to be a contingency group or to be a an asset or prepared within your community, you can't just be shooters, bro. You can't.
1: Well, I mean, here's a perfect example, and I don't I don't want to use the military, but. The military isn't hundred percent comprised of just shooters. No, it's not. You got to have admins and cooks, and they got finance. Yeah, finance. I mean, it it comprises of a whole business or the military, and it's like be an asset. Like that's a lot of the those the I've seen those posts come around. You know, are you an asset? Are you an liability? Right. Be an asset. Right. So
0: when you come to these people, or if you find people that are local to you that are interested in and creating a group or a contingency. Group or kind of like a men's, whatever you want to call it, at boy scouts. I don't care. Ask, just let them know what your goal is with it, because that's kind of what I did. And I was like, hey, this is what I want to do. You guys yeah. want to meet meet up? And everyone's like, yeah, let's fucking do it. Like, so the the weird thing about our group though is every single one of us are business owners. Every single one of us. Oh, yeah,
1: because... no. What? Well,
0: not, okay. What we're if... either doing our own thing. Soon we will all be our own yeah, business. he's working on it. Yeah, so one of them is still working on it, but we're all doing our own fucking thing, so it's really hard to just hang out. So yeah. just like me and Ben coming together to do the podcast because we don't have just time to waste, <laughs> we're always fucking working, it's the same thing with this group. You guys get we're, listen to our hangout. It's pretty funny. Um, but we're either fathers, mm-hmm. husbands... We're business owners—that's one thing. One of those three things we all have in common. Yeah. The next thing we all have in common is that we don't trust a fucking thing that we're told uh, when it comes to people that are supposed to be protecting us, right? Yeah. So we question a lot of those things, and we understand also that um, we can't be reliant on said people. We have to be only reliant on ourselves and our our family and our small circle. So as long as we're all within the same page on that, yep. whatever you do outside of that is on you. Um, but if you get these, this group of guys together or men and women, whatever it may be, um, I would highly suggest having no purpose for the meetup other than getting to know one another. So we all knew each other when we first met, but we mm-hmm. didn't know each other. Right. Yeah. So like we talked about our flaws. We talked about things that we were good at, things we weren't good at, things that we were interested in learning, things that we wanted to get better at, um, where we think we can help the group with the things that we do know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also going from, like, and going around, literally go around the fucking table. Ask them, what what's your background? What's your experience? What do you and not, what do you know and what do you not know? Um,
1: and kind of with it, be very honest. Be so, very honest. That's the it, most important part. It, <laughs> and not everyone has to be a, a fake alpha. I'm like, oh, I just want to be a shooter. It's like, if you're genuinely interested in, like, gardening or you know medical or comms or something that's not like shooting mm-hmm. that's it's okay like we can all be shooters something we can all do together but if you're truly interested in other things that are you know beneficial to the group you don't say that because yeah they don't you don't know what you don't know yeah. so yeah when you're doing it definitely be 100 honest yeah. you have to
0: honesty is important because it's going to come back and be like hey uh <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you say you know something about comms? Yes. Like, if you don't know anything about comms, how are we going to get through this? Like, so uh, another thing I'll add on to that is there's no real, like, background check you can do on these people. Like, if you want a background check the people, like, you go ahead. But if if they're fed, you're not going to find it. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so be careful with that. Um, outside of that, uh, oh, and what – sorry. And have you networked with other tribes? So, yeah, it went from me helping people communicate – to me communicating with other states. Uh, I have a lot of connections with other people within different states, which I think you should. If you have, Mm -hmm. if you're in the middle of like four states, you should be in contact with one group in each one of
1: those states at a minimum. So without going into it, um, if you are looking to be a part of a group that might be considered alt-right, or something in that spectrum, extreme. Yeah. <laughs> My recommendation is be very, very cautious, and try to vet them as much as you can. Yeah. Because they're going to try to vet you, but a lot of them are a lot of bullshitters. They don't know their head from their asshole, and they're just kind of like chest thumpers. Right. I have personal experience. Elijah so knows this. Mm-hmm. To the to the point that I was like one of the the main dudes um and i just saw a lot of fake and a lot of shit that i did not want to be around so. everyone
0: it's like dudes that watch too much sons of anarchy oh that and was like, let's that run was. some stuff and, and it's like
1: nope that's not the purpose here yeah and honestly that was um <clears throat> yeah there was people in there so i just kind of was like you know what this isn't for me and that's kind of why me and elige got more together and did more stuff and then we started this little group and it's Really, to be an asset to the community, literally, and and it's kind of it feels more fulfilling than,
0: yeah, and it's not even like we're like we're responders, no, we're like it's not even anything like that. We're more of a like a reactionary group where like if there was something we had to do, we would do it, but mainly just for ourselves. Like, hey, we have all like in the state of Idaho lost communication. We're gonna make sure that us and our group, we at least have communication. We're gonna go from there. Like, we have a pace plan for that. We're gonna work through that pace plan. You know, we're going to stay in communication. And if we can't get in communication, we have a plan for that. Like, <clears throat> it's important that we work together as a team. You can't survive alone, in my well, opinion. Well, and
1: it's kind of like the – I guess our first mission is our immediate family. Right. And then the immediate after that, okay, everyone's good, is that the pace plan is the making sure our other group guys, so you and everyone else, we – Contact coming together. And then if it's something bigger, then obviously we try to be an asset to whatever's going on. Right. Natural Um,
0: disaster, whatever.
1: And if it's just, we just need, and it's as small as just your family is okay. My family is okay. And then that's it. Yeah. Then that's great. That's, that's exactly what we want this thing to be. And it's all it needs to be. Yeah. Because you can't help everybody. Yeah. But if there's something that uh, we could not plan for and we're reacting to it, then it is what it is, but yeah. you just have to be. We're somewhere. not fucking Batman. We're not we playing do Batman. Not have that kind of money.
0: No, we're not playing Batman. We're not vigilantes. <laughs> I am Batman. <coughs> we're just, we're just like I said, business owners, fathers, husbands, and we're trying to have our own little group of, of friends that are all interested in the same thing, and we're all, you know, teaching each other the things we know, and then we're we're practicing these things, um, like physically or or going to if we haven't already. Um, there's things that we're going to be like, trying in the field. Yeah. You know, we'll talk about it. We'll do, like, the the, the schoolwork. Well, yeah, it's kind of like – The PowerPoints and shit. Well, and, like,
1: I think uh, you've talked about prior in some videos about your gear. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of these keyboard warriors that will buy these these name brand. And, not, and I'm not going to say these are bad. Like, like oh, I'll buy a Spiritist this. and I'm buy a Haley Strategic this. Mm-hmm. And it's all theoretic. Right. And it's like, have you ran it? Mm-hmm. Just because it worked for this person – doesn't mean your body type, your physical endurance, whatever is going to work for this kit. Mm-hmm. And you really have to make sure you run it. And doing stuff like this, the physical application is like, you know, like we have a theoretical pace plan for whatever communications. Until you run it, you don't find the broken parts. Nope. And then you're like, oh, well, shit, like, you know, like running your kit because that's relatable. You have this like, Oh, I'm gonna put my knife here and my thing here and you go and run and you're like, dude, this is like jabbing me in my kidney. It's the worst thing ever. And then you're like so then you realize, okay, and then after you know, over time running and running and running, you're like, I have a I have a kit that works perfect for me. Yeah. Same with comms, you know, we make sure that it works great or you know, whatever it is. But just you know, it's and it's fun. It's fun to figure out what works and doesn't work.
0: Yeah. No, I totally agree. Um <clears throat> so yeah, that's God, we go really into these. these That's this good. A, this I think is 47 it's forty-seven minutes so far, and we've got one you know, more question.
1: Most most of the <clears> podcasts <throat> I listen to are an hour and a half, so we're good.
0: Um, well, I guess we have two more questions. I, we'll finish both of them. Okay, why do vets, not all, hate on civilians training slash owning or with slash owning kit uh, when you see them at the range or online?
1: And I can answer this.
0: So. To preface this, Ben is ex-military. Yeah. He's not ex-tier one operator, but he is ex-military. So hearing this from your side, I think, is going to add some value to it. uh,
1: So I was a Chinook crew chief, um, and I started out as a mechanic, crewed on it. So I was the one that did the pre-flights, crewed with it, and then we came back. So I did that, and then did some other stuff. So I was not operator writing. I moved
0: operators. Right. You still qualified every month, right?
1: No. Is that every three months? Six. Jesus right? fucking Christ. What? Yeah, anyways. Yeah. So, <laughs> this is from my perspective. When I, so for me as a, as a in this category, um, I, I like Kit. I like seeing other people with Kit. I don't care if you're civilian, whatever. It is your American right to own, do training, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think the guys who feel the way that this, this question was intended for is the ones, who that is their identity, and if a civilian who didn't go through the military is basically not making them quote-unquote valid, right. they're like, oh, well, you can't. It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who in the military, I'm the one to do this. And it. They're you're taking their specialness away. Right. And That's a good way to put it. And that's how I look at it is that they're like, <clears throat> you know, it's kind of like, I can't remember the names, but there's a lot of bro vets. That Oh, I remember the names. <laughs> okay, well I'll finish this and you can but that's how I look at it is is you're taking their specialness away. And I'm not saying don't. Mm-hmm. Take it away. Go to your training, go buy the kit you wanna buy. There's no reason not because there may be a point in time that you need to have that. Yeah. And it's gonna be you versus the military or the government, whatever, and it's better to have than not. Yeah. So. And there's,
0: ther- there's theories behind that that we could get into, um, which I'm totally down with doing that, but that's a long fucking conversation. Um, but I agree with you. I completely agree with you. Um, so from the civilian's perspective of it, like obviously you're a civilian now, but yeah. like it's good to hear that that's your perspective on it because it isn't that common. So <clears throat> even to this day, like I'm talking Vietnam veterans, like – or, or the sons of Vietnam veterans that have that fucking chip on their shoulder. Um, I've experienced a lot from that. But, like, the Guat dudes from the initial invasion of Iraq.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Those
0: guys, there's a lot of them that I've met that are, like, super fucking cool. And then uh, there's this other group that they got a couple medals and... Some of them got some clout on the internet, and they just fucking blab at the mouth.
1: They wanna be the subject <laughs> matter expert because they did it and which is crazy is my mm. my buddy or you know Jared, yeah, he was during that initial invasion mm-hmm. where like they're running around in humvees with like no up armor, mm. like it was just doors <laughs> off, yeah <laughs> and but he's the same perspective as me he's like that was a job, mm-hmm. and now it's not <clears> and <throat> If you want to be civilian and go, I like, up, so great. But it doesn't make me any more special than you. It was just something I chose to do, and you didn't. That's it is what it is, Yeah, and
0: that's great. That's a good way to to look at it. But um, oh man, I was on something. Uh, Second Amendment. So the Second Amendment, uh, for some reason, I've noticed within like the the younger generations of people in the military, mm. or that have just gotten out of the military, so they have this idea that like if you don't serve, you don't get to do these things. That's something that I've seen. Yeah. Um, like they've completely forgotten what the Second Amendment is. And, and this is something that is misunderstood all the time. And I, I, could, I could pull up the definition and read it to you, but I'm not going to do that right now. Um, <clears throat> but it says nothing about military. Nothing. No. Um, one of our biggest purposes in what we do is normalizing the training. And that is the militarized version of civilian training. That's what mm-hmm. I mean by that. I don't mean doing your USPSA classes. I mean wearing kit, war belts. If we had M249s, like M- M40 bra, I don't care. Whatever, like if we could have these things, which we should 100% have these things, we so should be nice. training with them. Yeah, 100%. We should. We should have a squad gunner. We should have all of these Humvees and shit. Like we should be training this way because as a country and as a nation, if we got our main line of offense or defense being the military, and then you got civilians over here that are just as, if not more trained than the military for like a really, really bad situation, the country is gonna be better off, in my opinion. We're gonna be way better off if there's more guns on the street than not. And that's what the the main argument for a lot of these people are is that, well, I signed up and I signed my life away to go fight for this country. I have the right to carry a gun, but you don't. And as long as there's a military, you don't get that up to carry a gun.
1: It's just so dumb.
0: Because it's completely irrelevant. The military and a civilian carrying a gun are two complete different things. I'm not carrying a gun to sit in the back of a Toyota and drive 50 miles and go bust some dudes. That's not what I'm doing. I'm doing it because where I live right now, where I operate, I'm with my fucking family, and they're my responsibility.
1: And I really hope either there's active or veterans who are also listening to this, (laughs) that they can attest to their people who are in the military that I wouldn't trust them with a rubber band gun. No. Because, like, so I'm in a non-combative or wasn't a non-combative MOS. Mm Mm-hmm. And so usually they would group you together. Like, hey, we're doing a range day, and I would be with other people in my battalion. There were some people that it w- you would have been blown away that, like, you're in the military. You should know this. No. No, 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 no. Mm. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they blew their own <clears throat> brains out on accident.
0: That's something – actually, before I forget, I need to mention this. One of my biggest – like, I cringe when I hear this mm. is – when I see training companies or people on the, like, anywhere, on the range, at, at the gun store, someone will ask them a question or they are trying to sell something, uh-huh. and they utilize military experience as that reasoning. So, <clears throat> if you only knew. <clears throat> that's one of my biggest, it's one of the most annoying things in the world, because I can't be like, hey, fuck you, because then it comes off weird. But it's like, I know what you're doing. You know. And this is for the guys that have military experience mm-hmm. but don't have combat experience, wasn't a combat MOS or a fucking ranger that was kicking in doors and shit. Like, you know what I mean? I don't – that's not my realm. But if you didn't do that, if you utilize military experience to advertise for firearms-related things, mm-hmm. you're a piece of shit.
1: Yeah. It's false There's no
0: different than me going, yeah, I'm a vet. <laughs> like, no, I'm not. And neither are you. Yep. So don't fucking do that. Yes, you served your country doing your fucking job. But your job was not to train soldiers. Your job was not to kick in doors or shoot at the Taliban. That wasn't your job. So why do you think you have the right to use that and lie to these fucking civilians? You know what I mean? This yep. happens everywhere, dude. This is everywhere. And they're like oh. veteran-owned. What the fuck does that matter? Why does that matter to people? But that's the problem is – psychologically as a civilian, you don't know any better and you're not involved in this industry. They look at that and they're like, Oh dude, this guy's ex military. He probably, he's probably the best. Like, why would I go to that civilian over there that trains every fucking weekend and, and goes to classes and invests in himself every year. I'm going to go to this guy that served 30 fucking years ago and still uses a Serpa holster. You know what I mean? Yep. That's one of the biggest problems within this industry. And, and I still see it to this day.
1: And it's kind of like, <clears> Oh, <throat> because you know, I do holsters, uh, lasers and all that other shit, Hollywood and you know, the pass down, the the people just automatically go, Oh, you're military. They automatically put in their brain door kickers, this and that without even in context, just military and think you are an expert and you're most qualified for whatever it is. And I want to say like, like on here, I was not really that into guns until like, 2016 ish Mm -hmm. yeah is when i got my first pistol and that was my buddy jared and he kind of like hey man there's a good deal on this gun you should get it yeah and that's kind of how it started but before that i was not a shooter i was not educated and even now i wouldn't say like i'm quite a shooter like i know that i'm more proficient than some right but in our realm, I'm still, like, way See, and I was,
0: I was talking to my wife about this just earlier today. I was like, there was two main things that made me get a gun, and I talk about one of them more than the other. Mm-hmm. One of them is Obama was talking about taking the AR-15s, <laughs> right? And then the next one was I saw a bunch of civilians take over a federal building, and I was like, fuck yeah. And I didn't know anything about it. I mean, obviously, I know more about it now. Yeah, this yeah. is the situation that happened in Oregon with Ammon Bundy and stuff. But I was like, fuck, yeah. Like, (laughs) fuck the system. You know, that was kind of my attitude. And that was another reason why I didn't serve. I had a bunch of friends that had served or were in the military. And they're like, dude, don't fucking do it. And then at the same time, I have friends that had been shot or killed. And then the information I'm receiving from them and their family or their friends is like, yo, there's a lot you don't know. There's a lot we don't know. There's a lot of things that aren't being told. There's a lot of... Like, information that's being put out that isn't accurate, you know, it seems all fucking happy and you get to go get some bad guys and stuff, but that's not always the case. Um, Not only that, but, like, the equipment we're given is hand-me-downs and, like, a lot of this shit is trash. Like, I can't – I'm relying on this with my life and it sucks. Like, just don't fucking do it. And then at the same time, I'm over here, like, looking up, like, 9-11 conspiracies and shit. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to fight for this government. Like, I, that's my personal opinion. Like, and I know, yeah. I know disrespect to anyone that has, especially you. Yeah. Like, I don't mean any disrespect by that. I literally just mean, like, I'm really glad I didn't because look at the things that are happening in the world today.
1: Yeah, and It blows my mind. Yeah, and I think for anyone who's considering whether to join or not. Like you have to do it for personal reasons. Like for me it yeah. was it was honestly I needed I needed a big wake up call. I needed some direction. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, oh, you know, I'm gonna follow my government, whatever. Like it was yeah. really just personal development. Most of the time it doesn't.
0: Most of the time it doesn't have anything to do with the government and everything to do with just like personal interest yep. is what I've noticed. But like if you do invest some time in looking at what the government's done or and or is doing, yeah, yeah. and then you look at it from the perspective of oh I'm, I'm just gonna do what they tell me to do, yep, and I get it. Men love to kill things. I get it. I understand, but I don't understand the ones that don't go in to kill things. It doesn't make any sense to me. I'm sorry, but like mechanics and shit that makes sense. But like yep. wanting to like because that you can't have vehicles if they don't fucking work. I get it. But <laughs> like if you're joining. I don't know. I could go on forever. I I just – I don't even know if I have any room to speak on this because I'm a civilian. I just – looking at it from the outside in.
1: I think – no, I think for me, and I hate when when people say, like, well, I wasn't – like you're saying. I think the biggest thing is everyone has a voice to say because it's all different perspectives. Yeah. I think that's probably why we are good because I am on one side of the fence and you're on the same. But we both agree on a lot of things, but we both can give that perspective of – this is what I saw. And you're yeah. 100% right. You are a, a fucking number in the military. Okay. You know, because if you was a three or four years, then you get PCS orders and they go wherever you send you, wherever the, wherever the army needs you. Right. So, no, and I, I get it. And I, I, like, I wouldn't, I don't ever regret going because I learned a lot and there was a lot of good experiences, like, either on duty or off duty. Right. But... As far as, you know, kind of what we do, I didn't learn anything about guns or – Right, and so I, I guess – I, I, I could clean an AR really, really well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think that
0: should be the way that we end that is if you're wanting to go in the military specifically to shoot guns, don't do it. Yeah. If it's guns and, like, shooting that you're wanting to get into
1: – you do not need to join the military to do it. No, because if you – the only thing I will say is that during basic, you will get to shoot the big guns. Mm-hmm. And unless your MOS is directly that, yeah, you'll never shoot it. Yeah. You'll do a lot of other stuff like cleaning floors and <laughs> cleaning guns. Mopping the rain. Yeah. Dude, you do a lot of stupid stuff. It's it's fun. But if you want to be a proficient shooter and you want to shoot a lot, I sh- have shot – Way more civilian than I ever did in the military. Yeah. so
0: Take that to the bank. Okay, one last question for this, and then we're going to be done with this segment. All right. Biggest change you've made to improve yourself and business this year?
1: You go ahead and go first. Um, my first one was focusing on my eating basically doing self improvement stuff uh listening to podcasts and listening to audiobooks um i needed a perspective so kind of the difference uh so elijah has uh, him and his wife and they run it which is amazing i literally work alone uh so just play sad music right I now i know <laughs> 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 um so, I, I needed I needed some input. I needed some stuff to get my brain stimulated. And I started listening to podcasts. Um, I only listened to cu- a couple of them uh, Order a Man, Real AF with Andy Frisella, Sometimes Art of Manliness. Um, there was a couple I started listening to. Uh, CBRN, I've listened to a couple of theirs. But the audiobooks have probably been the best because they're really focused on a certain topic. Right. Um, that's been one. And I know Elijah's, like, disappointed, but physical stuff should be the next one, but... I'm so disappointed in you. I just, man, I just, <laughs> need, I just need to get caught up on orders, and I'll feel like I can do it. All here is excuses. It is. <laughs> excuses are like buttholes. Everyone's yep. got one.
0: Well, and so that's... Is well, Go ahead. Sorry. I'll let you so, finish. Oh,
1: um, yeah. Other than that, um, and then just kind of trying to figure out what... Because I think your wife... Was uh, asked me, like, you have to figure out what your why is. And so I've been developing that and trying to figure out, okay, where am I going to be in five or 10 years and setting goals. But um, yeah, I just kind of just focus on that stuff. But the biggest thing I would say is uh, listen to audiobooks. Definitely don't just listen to them, but apply them because they're no good if you don't. And I think I've had you loosen a couple of them. And yeah. It feels like they've helped you. <clears throat> oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, what about business, though? Is there anything with business that you think that you've uh, changed or biggest change you've made to improve your business?
1: Oh, I can think of a couple right now off the top of my head. Well, I've been going, as far as my business directly is vacuum. I've been doing that. I've been saying no more. So Good. if you've got some Amazon fucking light, I hope this doesn't offend you, but fuck off. <laughs> like, From
0: a holster builder's perspective, yeah, like dude, yeah.
1: just buy a Streamlight. Like they, the price point, what they do, they're they're, you can't get any cheaper and better than the Streamlight. Yeah, O lights are, O lights are low lights. <laughs> yeah, but there's no excuse to have an O light when you can when you can light. buy a Streamlight for like a couple dollars more. Yep, and more holsters are gonna fit. You have more options. Um. So that and then, yeah, so vacuum is a huge one that I'm doing. And then recently, like yesterday, um, I bought a shipping container and I'm moving all of my personal stuff in my garage to that and I'm fully expanding using all of my space. So if you follow me on YouTube, I'm going to be doing like a vlog type thing of the process of everything I'm doing. And more of it's more to document of like – Hey, back, you know, in 2021, is that what year we are? 22? We're in 22. 22. See? Jesus, man. Dude, start working like for yourself. On yeah, we're, on our
0: way to 23. We're, like, halfway there. I know. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just remember today's Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. I got
0: plans at this time. I know.
1: Actually, what time
0: is it? Uh, it's... Uh, oh, three. Yeah. Almost it's almost four. four. Yeah. Okay. We're good.
1: Um, I don't know. I think that's... I don't know. That's I, pretty good. I mean, it's hard because you're so. That's it.
0: a lot. And you're going to be able to elaborate on a lot of that, like, yeah. through your social media. So if people are wanting to, like, keep up with that, check it out because it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. I'm going to try to document more stuff of my growth, more for me, so that I can see, like, mm-hmm. mile markers. Yeah. Is how I want Cause I think that's kind of for you, too. Yeah. When you went from the garage to whatever. Yeah. Yep. But it's cool to see, like, oh, this this is when I did this and this is where I'm at now. And you're right. like, okay, like, I'm doing stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'll actually, so for me, I'll start with business because that's kind of where we're at right now. Yeah. Uh, within the conversation. So, uh, biggest improvement within the business, I would say, was how fast we were able to go from. So, when we started this, we initially utilized a third-party printing company, right? Yep. Then we decided, no more. We're going to do it ourselves. We got the printing equipment. And we started doing it out of a spare bedroom. That was one printer, one press, one pre-treat machine. That was it. So that we was had, a lot in that little room. That was a wall. And we didn't <clears throat> we didn't have shelving or nothing. I mean, it was a yeah. small room. Like they call this, they sold us the house. Like it's a three bedroom with a den. That's <laughs> what we were in, was that den. Like, that's not <laughs> a spare bedroom, bro. Yeah. Got way too crowded, way too fast. It didn't work. So then we like moved everything out to the garage. <laughs> well, then it became that it was too fucking hot to operate the equipment yeah and so it was like well th- and the reason why it was too hot to operate was because we were working so much like it was increasing sales were increasing and increasing and mm-hmm. increasing like tripling every quarter yeah and so it was like okay this is great but we're dying like we got two acs going that like those window acs yeah. that we would like close the garage just enough to where the cracks would be covered and then we would use like like storage lids to fill in the rest of the crack so no heat came in but we were trying to filter air out and bring air in and like it just wasn't working so it was literally three days before our three year and or three year whoa three days (laughs) before our one One year year. anniversary that um the lady that sold us the house also had a building um that they were trying to rent out that they were actually just utilizing for storage and it's Mm. an old auto body shop um, that they bought, right? And so it's super fucking cool. It's awesome that there's like history behind it, and everyone knows. Like people will come over here sometimes, like, "Hey, where's where's Terry? <laughs> the fuck's Terry? He's <laughs>
1: been here for years." Yeah,
0: it's like, is that guy still alive? Like, I, anyways. But so we took over this this shop, but well, we only took over half of it because yep. they were utilizing the other side for storage and some of their business <laughs> they were, meetings. They're utilizing stuff. the paint booth. Yeah, they're utilizing the paint booth for their meetings. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, it, it, it worked, you know, and then, and we just, uh, they just moved out. And so mm-hmm. they have a, an office now for that down the street. And so they gave us the other side. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, for the next two months, we'll just give it to you for free. You just have the other side for free. We still haven't even moved over there. <laughs> so like, we're on month three now. And then they are like, yeah, we're gonna up the rent for the whole building now. So if you want it, it's yours. And we're like, sick, okay, we'll pay for it. But <laughs> shit's still on one side. But we need to, like, we, yeah. you know, I need to finish painting a wall over there. There's like, there was some glass in the way, so I got to finish painting it or whatever. But we're expanding. We're, we're, we're constantly expanding. Like, yep. we have to separate the production side from the the storage and the shipping and receiving side. Yeah. Because right now clean. it's all in one area, which is yeah. a thousand square feet or something like that. I think it's more than that. That side right there yeah. that we're using. Yeah. I think that's most of the building. Three quarters of the building is where we're what we're using right now. Yeah. But this it, other side over here is like. Do a, you
1: know the, the? T- I don't remember. The the whole building square footage. I think it's sixteen
0: hundred square feet. Fifteen hundred. Oh yeah, that's probably like that. yeah. It's probably about something thousand. like that. Yeah. So that's it, anyways. Yeah, it's like we're getting the other side, so that's gonna help things a lot. Um, but I think just going from the garage from a spare room to the garage to a mm-hmm. building within one year. That was fucking cool. We're not yeah. even on the two-year yet. We're on our way there. But that was one of the biggest accomplishments for us because we didn't see this happening for three years, four years. We thought we were going to be in the garage for a long time because a lot of businesses start that way.
1: Well, and I think I think especially for you with the equipment and everything you use, you didn't know until you started implementing it mm-hmm. and you know how much space that takes and yeah. how much for moving around for two people. You're like – Oh no. Well and we're looking no, at, we need way more room than this. Yeah.
0: Like we looked at a, the the third party printing place, you know, we went there all the time before I mean that was, it was like three or four months, but we had our hats embroidered by them still. Mm-hmm. We you know, we we go over there to do that for now. Um They're huge. They're huge. It's a sixty thousand square foot building.
1: But how much more volume are they doing?
0: Oh my god. A lot. Like I thought our hat orders was a lot. Like, dude, <laughs> there's some people like uh Night Force, they go through them for a lot of stuff. A lot of embroiderment and whatever, which but. is,
1: yeah, it's yeah.
0: Anyway, so that's business side. I would say that that's one of the biggest improvements that we've had. Um, All right, baseball my, for myself, baseball. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Um, so, I actually want to thank the haters for this. So, for those of you that have called me fat, thank you very much. No, no, no,
1: a fat lesbian. Oh, no. I'll always be a lesbian. <laughs> but uh, if
0: you if you call me fat, thank you. I appreciate it. You have kicked me into gear. And I'm on week 18 straight of working out. That's six days a week. So um, I actually finally saw the scale move, too. So that was cool. Because I was just, like, building muscle. I wasn't really, like, losing weight. Yeah. So uh, I've been getting swole. I've been working out, uh, working on my physical side of things for 18 weeks now. Um, Aside from that, though, personally... I've been kind of doing the same thing as Ben. I've been doing a lot of soul searching. I, I've been giving myself more time to, for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been meditating, you could say. Um, quiet time. I like to call it quiet time. That's what we call it for my three-year-old son. We're like, we're going to have quiet time right now. We're going to have <laughs> we're gonna have one hour of quiet time. You can either read your books or you can take a nap. Like, that's kind of
1: what we do for an hour. Like, just kind of <sighs> calm down, right? So for, and I think... I think this is good for other people just to kind of – just really quickly. So when you say quiet time, is that when he has his quiet time, you have your yes. kind of like – Yes. So, you can so instead
0: of going and sitting on the couch and playing video games, yeah, I will go down and read like my 90-day men's devotional or I'll listen to a bit of a podcast or a book, an audio book, or I'll, I'll read something or I'll write something that I'm feeling or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm investing in myself to clear my mind from the things that are in there. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. So you can do whatever the hell you want, but that's, that's what I've been doing. Um, I've been paying attention to what I'm eating because what goes into your body directly reflects the way you feel, the way that you're, I mean, when you're trying to build muscle and get rid of fat, like, that fucking matters, obviously. Um, I'm not eating a bunch of shit. The only time I drink now is when we do the podcast. I mean, you're not even drinking this time. And that was, like, two beers. Like, we don't drink. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, my God. I didn't realize because we don't drink so much that – Those two was, beers oh, kind of got us a little tipsy, yeah. too. So I'm glad <laughs> it was very short and sweet. Well, I was even thinking, like – because I don't, like – so. I mean, I think before you knew, like, I really, like – well, you know, I went or my birthday party – Um I really enjoy whiskey and I haven't really drank anymore. Oh, it's I think if I had important. like a cigar
0: and I was already drunk before I was given the whiskey, I'd probably do it. Yeah. I can't do the taste. You I'm gotta, a beer guy.
1: Yeah. But I was even thinking of bringing my my Frank Sinatra bottle just to have just be for dope. a podcast. Because I don't like that, that See, I would do it at that see what I mean? There's yeah, like a yeah. purpose behind it. Like at that point
0: <laughs> I would drink it. Like,
1: but like my, my liquor cabinet has like not changed, hasn't yeah. gone down at all. Really? I just, I drink water and drink. and work, <laughs> hydrate.
0: Yeah, that's the that's the same way I am though. Like I, water is the best. It's the best thing out there, man. Compared to any other liquid, like, get rid of the carbonation drinks, guys. Stop drinking that shit. It's fucking poison. Same with Doritos. You can use them as kindling. Like that should tell you something, dude.
1: <laughs> well, and it's yeah, and if you're I and I'm like a lot of people that I've been drinking energy drinks. So Red Bull was out. Camp was kind of the new contender. Oh my it's, god, I remember that. And it was and it was when it was in eight ounce cans. Oh they my didn't god, have 16s. I remember those. Yeah, they're like and,
0: half, half cans.
1: Yeah, but they were like that was the biggest can you could get. Mm-hmm. And I was working at Pepsi, and that's basically when I started. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of gone off and off for the last year or so. But I've been trying to. Eat, and for those who are out there, coffee is good. I love cold brew because. It is not as acidic. Coffee is not good, but it's good. It's better than an energy drink. Oh, fuck yeah. Way better than an energy drink. But and there's a lot of other things you can do, but water, if you can do 100% <coughs> water, it's way That's better. That's what me
0: and my wife have done. Instead of drinking energy drinks, we've uh, converted to this plant-based thing they call Lotus. I don't know. I'm not mm. advertising. Nobody's fucking paying for this. I swear have to God. Seen... But the, I don't. it's Lotus. That's all I know. And, oh. and her mom's coffee shop sells it. So that's.
1: Oh, the energy drink.
0: It's like an energy drink, but it's plant based stuff and it's all like healthy and sugar free and.
1: Like the yerba mate stuff?
0: Sure. I don't know. It's like the. I don't know enough about it. I just know it's better for you. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Anything other than water is not good for you.
1: Yeah. Have you seen the mud water? Those advertisements? The mushroom stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was interested. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm going to like, I'm into trying shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was the same when energy, like, not saying it was good, but energy drinks when they were big, I tried to try every single one, and they got, there's fucking hundreds of them now, but. Yeah. Okay,
0: well Ben's got shit to do today. I don't know if he's got to get out of here, but we should probably cut this because we've been. This was a lot longer than I was hoping this one to. How, be. how long? We're at an hour and sixteen minutes right now.
1: That's good. That's a good. That's good. That's a lot of good For, context. Yeah. It, it. It Yeah. Yeah. Any any parting words? Partying words? Parting. Partying, wo- oh, parting words. <laughs> uh, don't do drugs. <clears throat> Yeah, don't do drugs and drink more water. Drink. (laughs) That's a great one. All right.
0: Well, uh, I guess that's it for this Q and A. We're gonna go do something else.